What a fool believes he sees. The wise man has the power. A reason away. There it is. There it is. I had to hold uh, you know, pause a little uh, bit to make it more dramatic. Well, you know, after last week, I, I, I you know, when you said, "Are you ready?" I was like, "Oh, I wonder if he's gonna sing." And now, as you as you drop that song, I realize you're just gonna come with the greatest hits after this reboot. I mean, I had to, you know. It's like the the I don't know. It's just it's what the people want. So the first time you sang that was probably 2009 or 2010, and we had a discussion. And I'm curious because it's been a decade. Do you have you learned what Michael McDonald says? Oh yeah, he says, "Oh, away." <laughs> Clearly, that's what he says. It is. That is clear. That's obviously the answer. And you know, I'm sure you've visited a variety of websites to to find those words. It's like I, you know how like uh, when they like censor somebody's uh, genitalia out of uh, things online, or like on a you know movie or something. It's it's got that over that section of lyrics everywhere it's listed. I mean, I don't, I don't really watch too many of those types of movies. You know, you have a lot more experience with <laughs> yeah, that than I, I mean, do. But I just uh, watch them for the art, just the right. plot lines. There's good plots in there. So, a wizard away, a wizard away. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that I called. That you, see, I'd completely forgotten that I used to do that. And but you you reminded me right before we recorded last time, and I, we used to call that starting it off strong. Well, the reason I remember it is because. It was the only reliable, fun part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a reason to <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really challenging when I start the recording process of the podcast with my favorite part of the podcast, which is listening to you fumble through some fucking song. <laughs> it always works, though. <laughs> yeah. No, it it's funny because I was like, I was feeling kind of flat today. You know, like I'm not really... I'm not against recording, but I wasn't necessarily in the mood of just I'm a little tired, a little bit yeah, like same, same. hung over, not from like drinking. I, I don't drink. I just like feel like emotionally hung over, I guess. You know, we had a, uh, you know, we had a viewing of an outdoor movie last night of, of just like one of the incredible representations of cinematic masterpieces last night. Maybe that took it out of me because I was really in this film uh, that which skyrocketed Tom Hanks to stardom. The movie big oh yeah yeah and i'm just you know i'm feeling some type of way today i had that co- this conversation about this with somebody else um the does he think that movie holds up um i think it goes into the category of movies that you watch when you were younger and so you're always going to enjoy the little moments in that movie and appreciate them regardless of whether or not I think they can transcend time. It's we had invited our neighbors over to watch the movies. We got this set up in the backyard where everybody can sit appropriately distanced from each other, you know, and, and so we found it to be a pretty neat little thing to be able to be able to do for our neighborhood. And, um, so the, the text message went out. I think there's like six different houses on the text message. Right. And, um, 
one guy texted me and was like, are you fucking kidding me? Big, <laughs> you know, and then somebody else texted and said, that's my favorite movie of all time. And so it's kind of all over the place. I think if you ask 10 people, five are going to say it holds up and five are going to say no. Well, my main concern with it is there's some stuff that's kind of questionable in there if you think about it. Well, I leaned over to the guy that didn't like it while we were watching it. I said, now, is this is this statutory rape? <laughs> I mean, it's tough to say because it's like the age difference there, even though obviously Tom Hanks is an adult in the film. He plays a, a child. So it's like, I don't know. We don't we don't have to go into that, but no, we need to go into I, it. This is the reason people listen. We I got guess to. So, but like, is it it seems like. I hate to use the word problematic, but it seems problematic to me. The whole premise of the movie is like, I mean, he's definitely like having these this relationship with an adult woman and he's a child. (laughs) You're right. You're right. But I mean, ultimately, right. And and hear me out here. I'm not necessarily going to bat for, you know. Oh, boy, here we go. We talked about being canceled for our previous episodes. Now we've got, <laughs> we got so problematic in the off time. The irony is, yeah, I've gone, I've gone from woke to asleep. No, I, uh, I mean, it's a coming of age story, right? It's about the loss of youth and the loss of innocence and, and the hope to return to it. And, you know, you, 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 the, the story is about this young man who, Everything that had him succeed was his youthful innocence, and he loses it the longer he spends at Macmillan Toys, right? Or it's not just Macmillan Toys, but it's it's in that lifestyle of having a career and going to dinner parties and getting a relationship, and that these are the things that you just do, and you don't really question whether or not you've begun to lose that that innocence of youth right and and so ultimately what appears on its face is just a a delightful little penny marshall comedy is ultimately one of the probably the three deepest soul-searching movies of of the western film canon of all time so you're saying that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm going to put it up there. <laughs> it's just deep. It's the deepest soul searching. Okay. Yeah. All right. You, that you don't know. So it's like Citizen you, well, Kane, Big, and The Godfather or something. Rosebud. Yeah. yeah. No, we. Uh, I. I. You know. I mean, obviously, I'm being hyperbolic, but. You know, I mean, the the film begs the question. How many things have you assumed into your life without question? Because that's just what you do. Yeah. I, and and we all need our best friend to come into our office, hang up the phone <laughs> for us and say, I'm your best friend, Josh. What's more important than that? That's never happened to me. You've never done that. I did that last week. Yeah. <laughs> Metaphorically, you mean? Yeah, of course. Okay. I'm the I'm I can't remember I can't remember the kid's name the redheaded kid. Yeah, he was in other things, but I can't remember who he is. Um, he's like he was like really good for that movie. Like he yeah, he went toe to toe with Hanks. Yeah, he did. That's a, that's a tall <laughs> order. I mean, I guess the question is when Hanks is when Hanks's character is an adult is is he an adult then or is he a child in an adult's body? You know, like yeah. 
No, your 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 point that it is, you know, it gives you pause and so you wonder whether or not I don't know. I just feel like it wouldn't I feel like they I feel like you could structure that movie differently and take that part away from it, probably. But I don't know. Whatever. I guess Yeah, I mean whatever. It's it's a time capsule. Um I, I will say to to the film's credit, once um, the romantic interest, I can't remember her name now, once she learns that he is a, a young boy, she does stop her inappropriate behavior immediately. Right. It's been a so while not, since I watched it, so I need to watch it before I'm just randomly passing. Yeah, at the very end of the movie where she's like, you know, they get in the car, she's driving him home from the Zoltar, spoiler alert, oh. <laughs> the Zoltar machine. He does go in to kiss her one last time and and she kisses him on the forehead. Yeah, and, I remember you that know. part. Yeah. 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 It's uh, that movie um, has an interesting place in my life because I think I rented it back in the old days of going to the old. It was before Blockbuster even just your, yeah. your family video. It was probably called or something like that. And, right. Uh, rented it for a, a sleepover birthday party I had one year when I was like 10. You know? Yeah. So I don't I mean I have fond memories of it from that. But I also, is that the only time you ever watched it? No, no, no. I've watched it plenty of times since then. I'm sure. I just uh, I haven't watched it in probably ten years. Uh, well, that, that, that I don't let that stop me from judging things. <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah. Um, you know, it was. Um, I mean, it for me, it's one of those movies that like I I can't quote every word. But I know every scene and I can quote probably every five lines of dialogue. And one of the things that I've been kind of doing is like, uh, it's my it's my yard. You know what I mean? It's us putting these movies on. So if I want to yell a line at the movie in the same time that the characters are speaking, I'm going to do it. You know, <laughs> I like how you've created this false sense of like conflict. Oh, they're trying to tell me to stop doing this at my own house, but I'm not going to. It's my house. I also keep a gun in my lap. (laughs) Good. Keep coronavirus away. (laughs) I can't laugh too much because the desk that I'm sitting on, it rattles as soon as I start shaking the floor. That's how I'll know how good my jokes are. I got a rattle or not. I heard it. I heard a rattle. That was a rattler. Rattler. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this episode. Um, so this is uh, we didn't even I didn't even do the intro. Uh, nope. th- this is episode one twenty eight of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we ask the question, "What's the hype?" I am Jay Ho, and with me, as always, is the other co-host of the show, Groove. <laughs> that was different. Why was it different? You usually just say, I'm J-Ho and this is Groove. Why'd you put in the other co-host? Well, because I was going to be like my co-host, Groove, and I knew you'd oh. immediately be like, oh, I guess you're the main host and I'm the co-host. Look, th- this is a tale as old as time. have changed in seven years. So. <laughs> things ain't changed. I've changed. Yeah, right. Some things have changed, but not, not everything. There's some things that stay evergreen. Um, so we're following this up because we last week was our first episode in in six years or whatever, and uh, had some I don't know had some feedback from that, which was good. I was surprised that as many people like reached out to us and said they liked the show. You know that you know as a segue, that's actually I think going to be that the feedback that we got is probably my what's the hype this week. Okay, well we can save it for then. Well. Um, we, uh, Okay. We could save it for then. 
I mean, aren't we already there? Oh, uh, yeah. What's the hype, Ruth? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Joey, I'll say that, you know, the feedback that we've got this week of our last week's episode. <laughs> I stepped on the lead. It's not. Well, is is that plus like kind of like, OK, so like two things happened this week, right? One was that we've got it wasn't that it was overwhelming, but we got a lot more feedback than I was expecting. You know, I figured the the classics, the, you know, standard super fans would reach out to us. We get one or two or three messages. But I know that I was, you know, I was having a trickle all week. You know, people that I didn't expect, people that I kind of like forgot used to listen to the podcast, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. messaging me. And like some people were messaging like late stage conversation topics. They're like they listened, yeah, yeah, they listened. Um, I, I yeah, a lot of people told me that they listened all the way through, and I was really surprised by that. But I didn't even listen all the way through. You know, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> why would you? I, who am I kidding? I listened to the whole fucking thing. Yeah, you played it. You've been playing it on loop all week. You probably played yeah, some of those people in your backyard last night. I'm trying to get those numbers up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was nice. That was that was cool. Uh, heard from people like I that I'd forgotten listened to it. Like my buddy Mark in the UK, um, he was like, "Oh, there's a new episode up," and um, heard from Mitchell. He was uh, he was like, "Oi, <laughs> hello, governor! There's a new spot of a podcast on Time for Tea." <laughs> yeah, that's what he said exactly. That, um, that's your third podcast with him, Time for yeah, Tea. Yeah, Time for Tea with Joey and Mark. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I heard from that. And when we, I put the post up and I was like, I don't know how many of you know what this means, but there's a new IOL TOS up. And immediately people jumped on there and were like, whoa. And um, yeah, it was kind of cool. I heard from I me, mean, obviously heard from Mitchell of the Oatmeal Conspiracy. He was like, I hope you didn't do that without using an Oatmeal Conspiracy song as the intro. I was like, I would never think of doing the show without an Oatmeal Conspiracy song as the intro. Um, yeah. I'm 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 anxious to list the people that reached out because I, I wouldn't want to forget somebody. You know what I mean? I mean, um, I know, I know but, most of them. Jake, Jake hit me up, our buddy Jake. Well, I see. I, I was having a lot of people message me privately. You know, I mean, I think it's because I drive through the listenership for this podcast. <laughs> I wonder if they told but, different things. So Jake told me he really enjoyed it, but he probably told you that it wasn't that great, right? So, well, he told me that he he really enjoyed what I had to say. I don't know. <laughs> That's completely different than what he said to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Jake was like, it's nice to hear you guys talk again. And it's like, you guys picked up, like you didn't lose a beat. And I don't know. I think that says something. I don't know. What <laughs> it's Cause we're the up. same old assholes yeah. that we always have been <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I heard from Zell. Oh, Zell. So riddle. Do you send you one to send you a message? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Zell sent, Zell sent a, uh, a novel. Yeah, via Instagram, it was really delightful. Super fan Zell said that you know the podcast helped him during a hard time when he was like transitioning from school to the real world and all this stuff back in the day, and he was really excited to hear it again. So, yeah, yeah. notable absence is Clave. Yeah, no, no word from Clave, but Zell, Zell represented, but Clave, no, nothing from there. Um. Yeah, I guess we should probably say some number one fans of the week. Well, what's your number one fan for the week? We'll throw it. In. I think. Well, I mean, I think I think it needs to go to Zell. You think Zell? I, but what about Rob Teeter? Oh God! 
<laughs> Your boy I Rob. forgot about that. Nah, he's going to be real mad now. I guess we got to give it to Zell and Rob because like Rob wrote us this really heartfelt thing, which we have like not been nice to Rob on this podcast and in real life. We've been mean to that kid for years and years and years. Uh, he immediately found the episode where we just savagely mocked his haircut. Um, I think it was episode 76. If you want to go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I think you guys mocked my haircut on an episode. I was like, I'm pretty sure we mocked it on more than one, but that might've been the one that we did the most. So he sent a really nice message and was like, Oh, it's really nice to you guys. I'm tearing up over this. I was like, all right, maybe it's, maybe we still got it. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I, I think uh, that dude needs to get a reference to, he, he dropped a line. That dude just number one hater. That's right. Number one hater of the week. He said that he said it was good, but it was too much sappy shit. And he liked our old stuff better, I think was paraphrasing it. Yeah, didn't he say he was setting up a URL? I only like their old stuff's old stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which is very meta. So congrats. I know you were trying to get that number one hater, but we're gonna give it to you. <laughs> you ain't gotta try that hard after last week. Everybody was too gushy. That dude coming out of Florida. Um, yeah, shout out to him. And shout out to my boy Donnie down in Tennessee. He listened. He's one of those that I didn't expect him to listen. All of a sudden, I got a text message. Now, he's a wrestling coach down in Tennessee, and he was talking about, like, like for, for starters, he was just digging on the podcast. And then he uh, he was, like, talking about me when I was talking about weightlifting and you talking about kayaking. He was like, this is the kind of thing I, I've been trying to find words for myself when I'm teaching, you know, my, my students about wrestling and that kind of stuff. So that was cool. Um, he did then go on to say it was cutting out every two minutes. What? So segue into, I told him we're on Spotify now and he switched over and he said that plays perfectly. Okay, good. Yeah, we are on Spotify now. And for those of you trying to listen to it on Apple stuff, I am trying to get that feed fixed, but they're real picky about that. So hopefully it's working now, but, um, you can always copy the RSS feed from the site into your, whatever podcast app you use too. And that should work and it'll bring up the old episodes. So yeah, or you could just say fuck it and listen to it on Spotify from now on. Yeah, or just don't listen to it. Right. Well, the, yeah, you're right. That's a better <laughs> idea. Yeah. I want to shout out back to that dude. That dude bought a t-shirt from me this week. I was selling some t-shirts. Bought a oh, yeah? That was, that was pretty nice of him. And then he went to shit on my podcast, you know? So, I guess it all gift out. A gift and a knife. Yeah, for sure. It's the yin and the yang. That's the way of that dude. <laughs> That's the way of that dude the way of that dude uh i want to shout out again the oatmeal conspiracy too uh doubly because i made a I, the, listening to the podcast last week and having not done it in a while i was just completely like nervous the whole time of like oh shit i said something bad or whatever um not offensive but like that made me sound like more of an asshole than normal but uh-huh. I, kinda, I made a joke at the expense of the oatmeal conspiracy at the end and i felt really bad about it because like i think i said like those guys used to be good or something and those guys are still incredible so uh, shout out to the oatmeal conspiracy love you guys love everything you guys do even your old even your new stuff Love it. You know, it's funny because I, I got to the end of the episode and I, I was shook yeah. by hearing that outro song, which yeah. I had completely forgotten about and was definitely my favorite version of any bumper that they ever made. Yeah, they did some. Uh, to, to, for those of you who are new listeners, the Uma Conspiracy does all the music for our podcast and they've always done various intros and outros for us. And if you listen last week, the intro was one of my one of my favorites by them and the outro is the one that we use the most and it's just like 
they're just a great band so check them out the amicalspiracy.com I believe and, and everywhere online shout out to Mitchell and they're, the boys. And they're on Spotify now too you can check them out on Spotify yeah all their stuff is and uh, we're also doing an IOL TOS uh, Spotify playlist I don't know how often we'll update that but we'll try to throw stuff that we reference in the show on there so uh, maybe I'll go in there and throw some of my favorite Oatmeal Conspiracy tracks on that list um, it's Spotify. Uh, you can search for IOL TOS on there. Uh, it will probably bring it up as a playlist. Uh, otherwise, we'll put it in the show notes, maybe, if I can figure out how to do that again. Yeah. I mean, I guess alternatively, you could search for my name. And it's I'm the parent of the pod, uh, of the playlist on there. And it's so it's just listed under my account. Gotcha. I ain't giving my name out though. <laughs> you got to know the name to find it out. You, you got to DM him, and he's not going to tell you. Yeah, slide into my DMs on Instagram, Scooter Eater. I'll, I'll hook you up. Yeah, so you gotta like, give me a follow though. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> trying to get the numbers up. Trying to get that clout. Get my ratio <laughs> right. Get my ratio right. Um, I think that to build on the my what's the hype though. Yeah. Uh, aside from the response or in, uh, adjacent to the response has sure. been this week we've been able to text each other <laughs> yeah pretty regularly just sending each other stupid jokes and uh stuff we were listening to and stuff that we were like there was a lot of oh man have you heard this have you heard this have you heard this just stuff from the past couple of years that we hadn't shared with each other that's been cool it's been good. it was nice yeah it was nice not to have to worry about oh the decision to do so in the first place, you know? Yeah. There's no, like, it's no like pressure on it or anything. Like you message me and a couple hours later, hear back from you or next day I hear back from you. It's no like, Oh man, is he mad at me? Like, right. Oh, was that wrong of me to try to say that? So yes, yeah, that's been good. So that's some hype well, sure. for sure. My hype is, uh, actually I listened to some of the music that you suggested last week. Um, uh-huh. in particular, uh, Waxahachie, which I really liked a lot. Um, I'm yeah. still kind of digging into her stuff, so I have to like. It hasn't like latched onto me yet, but I am enjoying it. Uh, it's very like like a lot of other things that I like. Well, of course, that was why I sent it a, or, or like suggested it to you because I felt like a, you would like that a lot. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up on this because I told you to listen to her most recent album, Saint Cloud, and more most specifically the song Fire from that album, which I've put on the IOL to us playlist. Yes, she had an album back in 2015 called Ivy Trip, uh-huh. and the first song from that album is called Breathless, and I think that one. That one may be the best one to suggest to you. It is not like all her other music. It's a little bit more. Uh, it's just different. I'm going to say that. I don't want to. It's 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 got a lot more like um, reverb and bass and almost an industrial type of sound to it. Um, but it features her voice as well. And so um, it's not like the standard, you know, guitar, bass, drum. Right sound that she has it's a little bit more uh just off center from that and um every time i hear that song i'm like transported and i'm like god this you know this is such a good song like usually i'm just an album guy and i'm gonna listen to the album from beginning to end and i never listen to songs on repeat but that song breathless i have listened to on repeat several times the same as fire yeah, I'll check that out. I did listen to Fire and I liked it a lot. I told you it gives me a Beth Orton vibe, which yeah. I really like Beth Orton. And Beth Orton was like, it is known for like both her acoustic y stuff and then she'll also put like 
drum beats on things and stuff like that too so she kind of experiments with the singer songwriter thing uh notably some of her songs have been able to be like remixed into dance tracks uh-huh. and you were telling me that you thought that fire song by uh, wax hatchy could probably that could probably be done with that and i think that i agree with you um yeah it's really good but the the other thing that i listened to the most and you were right just totally grabbed me just already a huge fan is the songs of Haya stuff um it's uncanny right yeah this the it just yeah it just i was like wow this is exactly my style of stuff that i like and i've never heard of this guy before Um, now how much research did you wind up doing on this guy because i i've listened to it you know several times but really it just brings me back to you know katie crutchfield or kevin morby and and i've been so deep into them these past few weeks that i haven't really you know just spent the day listening to you know songs ohio at all but it's uh, you you're the type that i assume you went down a google rabbit hole on this guy well this guy's real like his his music is very like i guess it's kind of americani but it's um it's very personal and you can tell he deals a lot with like some dark subject matter like depression um and and personal demons and stuff and so yeah i did look him up and he um he was fairly popular, but he was kind of one of those guys like you hear like comedians say, oh, that guy's a comedian's comedian. Uh, he seems like he was a musician's musician. Like musicians listen yeah. to him, but maybe he didn't have a wider audience, you know, that he could have had. Because um, he's on par as far as like, I would say I'd compare it to like Neutral Milk Hotel. Um, there's a lot of Neil Young in the stuff that he sings. Yeah, um, and, and his affectation of his voice, and I look, I did look it up, and he said he was influenced by Neil Young heavily, um, and also just it's really sad the guy eventually drank himself to death, um, and just like the end of his life was just trying to overcome his demons, and he he, he, you know, he lost, um, and then there was all these heartfelt essays done by a lot of different independent musicians about this guy's name. The guy's name was Jason Molina and he was song, Songs Ohio. He went on to do another project called uh, Magnolia Power Company, I think. Magnolia Electric Company. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember. It's a little, the lines are a little blurred because the last Songs Ohio album is called Magnolia Electric Company, but then he became that band after that, I guess. And he just traveled with touring musicians and stuff. But um, I really like the subject matter. That song, Farewell Transmission, is really kind of a spooky song because it seems to be about like the world ending and um, society breaking down, I guess. Um, and then he has another song that I really like called, um, oh, what was it called? Stay Simple, I think. And that's like the third song on that album. It's really good. Um, just kind of talking about going through depression and dealing with problems in your life. And, um, yeah, it's good music. It's just good stuff. Yeah. I'll go back to it, um, today probably cause I'm going to be running errands and I listen to new music in the car best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, uh, cause the, I, the, the other, the other favorite song of mine aside from farewell transmission is the dark that I'll hide it. But that's because that was the second duet cover that, Katie and Kevin did. They did. Yeah. And I just dig that song, you know. It's His lyrics good. are very cryptic, but in this way that's like you can kind of figure them out. Like uh, I like that sort of stuff to where it's not completely there uses imagery that doesn't initially work, I guess, but then when you when you pick it apart, it's um 
I'm like, wow, that's got, that's something that says something. I'm not quite sure what, but it's, I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. And I like, I like, I like lyrics like that, that I can kind of unpack, you know? Sure. It makes you feel smart, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And I can come on a podcast and talk about how great I am. Um, talk so, about how deep big is. Yeah. So I'm glad that I found songs of high on my own and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you, I, mean, I was really, I was really taken aback. I was really kind of thinking like, oh, Joey's really, he's really trying to make it clear that he's like back in on this relationship by the fact that he actually listened to music that I recommended it to him. I, was, I didn't want to be a try hard, you know, I didn't want to be trying too hard, you know, because it would come across as insincere. But I mean, it, historically, you give me a suggestion. I wait two to three years, refine it again on my own and then suggest it to you. And then you're like, I suggested that to you like three years ago. And I'm like, no, you didn't. And then it's over. It was, even though it's been publicly documented, I don't believe it. Yeah. Well, I'm not going back to listen to those episodes. That's a nasty question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my, that's why I was the stuff you suggested. I really enjoyed it. So and I'm gonna keep yeah. listening to that all that that stuff and it it led me to some other things that I hadn't listened to in a while that were kind of connected to that music. Um, so I think good. well I think this playlist idea that was your idea uh, credit where credit is due is it is going to be good in the long run because uh, you know because it'll allow me to because I'll forget whatever you recommended you know like yeah um, in time but I'll I won't forget to just like go to that playlist and hit shuffle on it and then maybe i'll find some gems that i previously wasn't aware of you know yeah and I, i'm gonna toss some stuff on there that I, we haven't talked about on the show maybe but not a ton it's just like if there's something that i think that we should probably talk about at some point i may just throw it on there to remind me and then that we may bring it up we may not but hopefully there'll just be a bunch of good stuff on that yeah i've 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 only put four songs on it right now but two of the songs that i put on there are songs we haven't spoken about it's just the same vibe. Yeah, it's got that. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. And I, like I said, I want to try to throw some of the uh, the conspiracy songs on there too, and some stuff wow. I like. And sounds good. I mean, if they pay us. I mean, I was going to say you're going to be the one putting them in conspiracy. <laughs> I, I, did you see that? Uh, it was oh, shit, man. I guess it was last season, or it, or it was the beginning of this season. The NBA before it was canceled. Why Leonard came out for a press conference and there was like Gatorade on the on the dais and he goes Gatorade they ain't paying me and he just said that to himself and he put the took the Gatorade and put it on the floor (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that but that sounds like Kawhi Leonard yeah that's great that's a good quote Gatorade they ain't paying me they ain't paying me (laughs) (laughs) a little conspiracy they ain't paying me they ain't paying me. I'm putting them on their shine. Yeah. Uh, What's not the hype? Not the hype is, um, man, I've been watching a lot of movies like we talked about last time. Um, and I'm pretty, I'm open to, I'll try, I'll watch any movie, you know? Like, there's very few types or genres that I'm just like, eh, no. Um, I do like artsy films, but man, we have encountered several artsy films during this run that are just like insufferable. And that's kind of like, so I, I'm a big horror movie fan and I've gotten more into them over the years, but there's this, this like trend of modern horror movies to just number one, they just reference every other horror movie. So that they're like, Hey, uh, you seen Halloween? Well, we have two at least twice. So here's some references in it. 
uh, of it to make sure that you see how awesome we how big of a horror movie fans we are that's what the directors of these new horror movies do and then the other thing with these new horror movies is they're like it's like a 30 minute story stretched out into two hours yeah it would be like a great episode of black mirror or the twilight zone or something but they stretch it out forever because they're so their ideas so precious and then the other thing is they just uh lean into just being weird for weird sake and I just don't get behind that. Like, if you want to do something weird and it's got, like, a, a purpose, I'm into it. But, you know, just being weird and artsy for – it's just pretentiousness to me, you know? Sure. So, we watched this movie recently that has just – I was angry, actively angry after I watched this movie. It was called Killing of a Sacred Deer. I've heard of it. Uh, it's got uh, Colin Farrell in it, who I know you love. Yeah, big uh, fan. It's got Nicole Kidman. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's appropriate response to Nicole Kidman. Uh, it's got several other actors. Just it's got some good actors in it. Um, the director apparently told, it, and I'm not making this up. I'm not just shitting on it. The apparently the director apparently told the actors, uh, "Don't act good. Act act like you're bad actors in the whole movie." So this whole movie, and Colin Farrell's a good good actor, you know. Sure. Um, the whole movie, he's just like has this flat affectation and speaks like like a robot speaks, and everyone that interacts with him speaks the same way. And it's this pretentious gobbledygook of a movie where I'm like, okay, I'm with you if this will pay off. And then, spoiler alert, it does not fucking pay off in the end. <laughs> I hate it when when movies like this they build a world and they make these rules and then they break the rules or ignore them. You know, like if you're going to build a right. world, make these rules and adhere to them. And so it, it just was just a mess and it nothing made any sense. And I just left it like, fuck, I am mad. I wish I could sue the director for that time of my life back. So I was big mad about that. Now, now I'm, I'm as a, you know, in a general sense, I'm not really into Disney movies. Did this work as being a prequel to Bambi or was it <laughs> completely unrelated? I wish it was a prequel to Bambi. That maybe would make it a little better. Maybe I should watch uh-huh. Bambi after it and, uh, you know, see if there's any other tie-ins. But right. uh, there's no deer in it. What? That's the number one thing I was mad about. I was excited to watch a movie about deer. No deer. Not a single deer in it. Nope. No fuck deer. Um, the deer is their family falling. Okay. Um, so the other one we watched the other night, it's not a horror movie, but it kind of is, is uh, The Lighthouse. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. I, I haven't watched it. I uh, I was, I like that director. I forget what his name is, but I, I liked his previous film, The Witch. Yeah, yeah. A cackling witch. I, I, I was doing, I, my tongue is bleeding. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Um, yeah, the witch, I thought, which was a slow kind of plotting horror movie, but uh, I thought it worked because it paid off. But we watched um, this, The Lighthouse, the other day with Willem Dafoe and um, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, right? Yeah. New yeah. Batman. Yeah, and the acting in it was fantastic. Uh, the cinematography was great, and the plot was just a piece of shit. So awesome. it just like it made me angry that the potential was there, but then it just like I was just by the end of it, it was two hours long and it felt like it was eight hours long. Um, you know, and I, I was just like praying for it to end. I you know, the last movie I watched where it felt way too long. This is this is ridiculous because like whatever 
was Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but it's probably better than The Lighthouse. Wow, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's like a popcorn movie, whatever. Yeah. Most people know the story or it was based off that, you know, I guess it was like a New Yorker article or something like that. And like, you know, McKinsey and, and I were like, whatever, let's just watch a movie and let's watch a movie that doesn't really challenge us. And so we put that movie on and like twice during that movie, I'm going to say twice during that movie, we paused it. We looked at each other and we're like, this is a long movie, right? Like this is really long. Yeah. And I, I think it was just over two hours, but it felt like it was a fucking eight hours. It was like seven acts in it. There's a lot to be said about the pacing of a movie. And man, the days of like 90 minute films are just over, you know, everybody's just got the freedom to do these two hour plus long movies. And, um, I would like to see the the average length of movie time over the history of film because like, it's got to go up, I would imagine. But um, I like a nice tight. I mean, I don't mind a long movie if it engages me like a Scorsese film or something like that, you know. But I, yeah, except the Irishman. Except the Irishman. Fuck that garbage. Thank God. Thank God you agree with me on that. Yeah. Well, talk about way too long. I just checking my watch like I stopped that. My girlfriend and I both stopped that movie like 15 times and we're like, what the fuck is this movie? what is this movie what is this you know you, there was up? one thing in that, there was one thing that was good in that movie and I hope you agree with me on this Joe Pesci Joe Pesci's performance yes, yes thank you of course he was great he deserved his Oscar nomination and uh, yeah he was great in it playing off off his not his normal character right not his normal angry you know violent mob guy just kind of a different take on it but um Yes, but so the lighthouse was just long and convoluted and was just trying to make this profound statement. And I was like, I fuck off. I, I, I'm not with you. I shun thee. And then I posted about that. I didn't like it. And a bunch of people were like, well, you just like blockbuster movies and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. I definitely don't shit on any blockbuster films either. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything equally. Yeah, so the, the, I was like, I hate blockbuster films too. And the person was like, Oh, so you just hate on movies? I was like, No, it's more like I hate everything. <laughs> that, well, I'll tell you this right now, and and it started maybe uh, I guess a year ago. I can't remember uh, when exactly I did, but I started buying stock in Robert Pattinson. Oh, did you? He got you. He, uh, he board. Got, he got kind of hated on from Twilight, but I think that kid can act. I, I don't I I would say that my Robert Pattinson meter is in the positive. Um, yep. I don't think there was ever a time it was in the negative, but I know that that's probably not the case for most people. But like he's he's good. I mean he's a good actor. I think he's decent. I think he could do Batman. All right. You know he actually puts in a good performance. Referencing last week in Netflix's The King, he's right in there with okay. uh, Chalamet and Joel Egerton. Well, I got to watch that then. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, you got to watch it. I mean, he's he's kind of like a surprise appearance about halfway through right. the film. You know, he's not a central character and he looks like he's having a good time. Uh, I love old Chalamet because uh, he's going to be in the movie I'm excited about, uh, the Dune remake. He plays the main character in Dune. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to read that book before the movie comes out. Well, you don't have to read the book. It is a very good book. You probably like it. Well, there's a lot. The what? You think I like it? Um, I don't know how you are on sci-fi, but the movie had. I mean, the book is a lot about language, 
Um, uh-huh. And I know that you're really interested in, in language. Like, there's its, it has yeah, it's its own language and it has its own dialects and things like that. And it's not super like pretentious like other things, but like it's it's interesting. I don't know. All right. Fair enough. Maybe I will. Maybe. I don't know. It, it, it's it's a little bit of a trudge uh, towards the end of it, but it's an interesting world that they built. I really like the second book better than the first one. It's a lot shorter and tighter, but um, I don't know. It's worth watching. Fair enough. What's not the hype? Uh, Wait, I just said do that. That was your what's the what's what's shitty movies. Man, I don't have anything good. I was sitting there racking my brain. I'm gonna be honest with you. I gotta lose some weight. Okay. And so I'm going through this whole bullshit again. I'm like, all right, well, I've been eating like an asshole for about four or five months now. It's time for me to get back into my weight class that I like compete in. Yeah. Um but the process of beginning that, and I guess the reason I'm bringing it up is because, like, I'm sure there's plenty of other people who are like, all right, it's time for me to, you know, you know, I got to lose this weight. I got to get my summer body, you know. Yeah. Of course, summer's basically here, so I got to get my next summer's body. Yeah. Um, and uh, All body. So I'm working. So, the, you know, I'm, I'm, I do, usually I do this in stages where, like, the first thing that I do is cut out sugar. <laughs> Because the real talk, sugar is the fucking enemy. Yeah. And so, like, I'll go for two weeks with no show sugar, and then I'll add in another element of, like, what I need to do to clean up my diet. And so, you know, I, it's not like I'm a big sugar fiend or anything like that. I'm not really not really a big sweets guy. But when you when you go sugar-free, you notice how much sugar is in everything. Oh, the f- sugar is in everything. You'll be like, this thing isn't sweet at all. Why has it got sugar in it? Why has this beef jerky got sugar in it? <laughs> Yeah, it, sugar is in everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm headed into that where I'm just going to be pretty fucking, you know, f- flat for the next eight weeks, I think. You know, um, it is what it is, you know. And, and for me, you know, weight gain, weight loss is all like functional based on what kind of, you know, weights I'm trying to lift and that kind of stuff. And I've been trying to, I have been like intentionally gaining some weight. But when you intentionally gain some weight, you unintentionally gain a lot more weight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to say that I'm intentionally gaining some weight, but the, the other weights well, with it. So the thing is, like, so most of my weight goes straight to my tummy. You know, I get this like, big old paunch belly. And uh, and Mackenzie the other day, she was like hugging me. And she like bent her knees and sent her hips forward to get underneath that belly. And she was like, God, this is what I got to do now. To get oh, <laughs> damn. That's just harsh. To the ground. Just ego and just ego in the toilet. Just like, oh. <laughs> just demolished. She should have so, so. punched you in that gut. That's what she should have done. <laughs> yeah. That was when I was like, all right, fine. You know, like watch out. I'm about to lose 60 pounds. <laughs> I am not going to try to do that, but I salute you for it. That does suck. <laughs> dieting sucks. I'll agree with you on that. Not that yeah, dieting, and I try, you're just I changing. Just do my best. Just you know, when I start this, it's like I try not to say it's a diet. You know, just like all right, I need to like change my lifestyle. You know, yada yada. But at the end of the day, it's still a fucking diet. You know. Yeah, you just cut some things out and. Um, I got you. I often just look forward to food. Yeah, me too. 
especially during this time of quarantine has been like I understand now when I went on vacation with my dad and he would everybody else would be excited about what we're going to do all day and my dad immediately upon waking up in the morning would be like what are we going to eat tonight yeah and I appreciate that now in a way that I never did I never understood exactly and now I'm like totally get it it's really this <laughs> you know looking forward to some good food is some hype you know so yeah we've been cooking sure. stuff so um What's your hype still out? My st- hype's still out. I sent you a picture. I've, I've finally, I've had this office that's just been full of junk and I cleaned most of the junk out and I've set up my little uh, recording studio kind of thing and, and graphic, you know, I do graphic design. And uh, so I set up my desk with my little, I got like a little boom for my mic and I got my mixer on there. Um, got it all set up so that I can record podcasts or whatever I want to do. And, uh, you know, type still out because I don't know how much I'll actually use it, but you know, it's kind of cool. Anyway, I was thinking about doing some streaming, you know, but I don't know if it will. What, like, like doing a DJ set? Uh, yeah, that, or maybe playing some magic, the gathering online on oh, that's right. the stream, both of those things. I don't know. <laughs> But I don't know if I will. Sign me up for, I don't know. Uh, sign me up for a DJ Deadman fucking DJ set. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Well, I'll just combine the two. I'll play Magic the Gathering and DJ at the same time. So, the, you know, it's it's crazy. Like, I guess it was like two weeks ago. I I don't know where I saw this girl. Like, she's like some like college girl down in like Atlanta or something. And she has like a pretty big following on Twitter and Instagram, but I, I had no idea who she was. And somebody tweeted a, you know, a live stream that she was actively doing at that time when I just stumbled into it. And, um, her, her, uh, like she's a really good DJ and it was really fun to watch her like in what looked like a dorm room, just DJing with like her friends in the dorm room, just like just just, just, like two or three or four friends, you know, just hanging out. And, um, and so I, I followed her on Instagram and like, I'll watch maybe 15 minutes of her DJ sets like once a week. Cause she doesn't like very nearly, nearly every day, you know? And, um, and so, you know, it's been a long time since I've listened to like any kind of DJ set at all whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it brought back like those, you know, that's a different type of live music experience, but it's a live music experience on the side of less where what you're appreciating is the novelty and the creativity of the moment. And, um, and it was it was pretty cool, you know. It was neat. I'll I'll, I'll find her handle and I'll I'll we'll, we'll try and get that in the show notes because yeah, it, it's wonder, pretty cool. Who it was I might know know of the person, but there I may have heard of them before. Probably, not, probably but, not. I mean, no, uh, I mean, I'm, it's obscure, I'm a little yeah. bit more underground than you. Yeah, it's it's some it's like there's an actual uh, type of electronic music called Witch House. Was it some Witch House? Is it, the cackling in parentheses? It is exactly what you think it is. Witch house. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. It's a true thing. Um, yeah. So, well, that's my hype still out. And <laughs> funny enough, I set all that stuff up and I had to <laughs> break it all down to bring it in my bedroom to record because my girlfriend's a teacher. And so she's teaching lessons all day right next to my office. <laughs> So I couldn't, I mean, I had to like, I'm not even using it properly right now, this whole setup. So I got to go reset it back up when I, when I get off of here. 
Uh, I'll take a five dollar ballot bet that you don't. Uh, I will. I'm gonna take a pic. I'm gonna just send you the picture I sent you before and just say that I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your What's your hype still out? Uh, relaunching this podcast. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's good to be uh, some trepidation there. Well, I mean, I just, you know, I feel bereft of any kind of creativity and I'm, you know, like we're in this sense of kind of like living in Groundhog Day. So I was like racking my my brain today. Like, how am I going to answer these questions? Like I, nothing is different today than it was last week, you know, and I felt like I, I shot my shot last week. So all, everything cool that I thought I had to say to say, you know, not that it was cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, you just said it was. So. <laughs> you said it. It's cursed. So. I, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm excited, you know, cause it, cause it, it'll force us to kind of like just pay closer attention to the life that I'm living. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, you know, that's the thing I had to be like is. during the week. I was like, Oh, that's something I need to say. I, I, there was things I didn't text you this week. Cause I was like, Oh, I need to save that for the podcast. Yeah. So yeah. And I'm kind of noting that and taking some notes and stuff. And you know, you get, you do, it's just a tremendous amount of pressure to, to give the people what they want. To just be this entertaining. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, to, to rise to that level yeah. every week, week in, week out. I'm not saying that we have the hardest job here. You know, I'm just saying, like, we're actively choosing to do this. And that's part of what makes it just so tremendously stressful. We are heroes. Uh, yeah. yeah. We had to take five years off just to, like recharge because we gave you people too much yeah we had to go out to the to the monastery and yeah. spend some time in, in silence yeah i don't align my chakra and again and all that yeah stuff. um you got you've been consuming anything else you want to talk about well i'm just i'm gonna say that i just finished the last dance oh i gotta watch it i gotta watch it I'm excited. Um, I have, um, I, I've been kind of following people's comments about it, but um, I do want to watch it. That's the the Michael Michael uh, the Michael Jackson documentary. No, that's a different thing. The Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah, and a buddy of mine texted me last night because he was watching it live because it you know it aired airs it was airing on Sunday nights you know two hours at a time and he he texted me that he saw somebody say on Twitter this is ending the way we all wished Game of Thrones ended. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I have to. I have to watch it now. Yeah, I definitely want to watch it. <laughs> I knew. I, I think I talked about this last week. Where like I knew during the first episode, I was like, "Oh, this is really good." You know, like this yeah. is a well-made documentary. Really good access. You know, good, good footage. Um, as it went on, my admiration for the production, for the people featured. And most especially for Michael Jordan, just like skyrocketed. Um, he was just slightly before my time. You know, I did get to see him play once. You know, my stepdad took me to one game, but I was so young that I wasn't really paying attention. I didn't really care. I had no idea about the context of the game that we were going to. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and so like rewatching it and like the music cues in it, man, they're so good. They're, I'm sure you know, they they're, are, yeah, from the time period. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, what the time period of the music kind of like mirrors the time period of what they're focused on because the, you know, the documentary keeps going back, right? It will. It's technically about the final season yeah. of that bowl theme, but it will flash back and feature either a player or a co- coach or somebody, and then it'll, or or those first five championships, you know. Yeah. Um, and so it's bouncing back and forth, and the music kind of bounces back and forth with the time period as well. Um, and it, you know, it's just really well made on every front, but also just hearing, being able to hear Michael Jordan talk about the game while he's still alive. You know, yeah. where this isn't like going back and sourcing some old interviews from media, you know, when he was playing, but like him now reflecting back on then is really powerful. And. Um, and so I, I've been, <laughs> I've been kind of, you know, this is absurd what I'm about to say. So I don't, I don't want you to take it that seriously, but I've been, I've been playing disc golf lately. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I'm playing with a buddy of mine who's hyper competitive and we we're keeping our social distance and, you know, we're being reasonable when it comes to like, you know, it's just the two of us and, and we're just playing and, and he's the most competitive person I know, but he doesn't beat me in disc golf. And so. Yeah, he's only he's new to the game, you know, he's only been playing for three years, you know, and so um, so I get the relish in that. But like last time we played, he he came really close, like on the 18th hole, I had to hit a really big putt in order to force a playoff. And the whole time I've just been quoting Michael Jordan, Adam, because Michael Jordan has this refrain that's kind of funny as you if you're paying attention to it as you're you're watching the documentary several times he'll say like he'll be telling a story of somebody slighting him in some way or another and he'll say well that's all I needed you know and and you know talking about waking himself up or playing a game within a game and you know he doesn't you know just to play to win he was so good at that that he needed yeah. something extra to kind of fuel the fire and um so that's, you know, that's what I'm taking with me out into the world. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. So you're saying your friend is the Carl Malone of a uh, disc golf right yeah. now in your, in your, in your tan. Absolutely. And you're the Michael. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I get behind He pushed that. me to game seven last time we played. <laughs> yeah. You just, you're just going to start like rejecting his shots out of the basket. Like just, I'm going to stand right by the basket. Just <laughs> swat them all down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just Matumbo him, yeah. That's, that's great. Full contact. Um, yeah, I, I got to watch that because I, I did grow up. I mean, I'm, I'm older than you by a little bit, and uh, I did. Michael Jordan is the basketball that I remember as a kid. You know, as like yeah. a teenager, um, that was when that was going on, and I wasn't a huge fan of him in particular. I had other people, other teams, and players I was more of a fan of, but it, you could you couldn't help but or just appreciate it, you know? Um, yeah. And it was in this way that like people compare Jordan and LeBron, which I guarantee you is why Jordan made this documentary. Everybody's been saying LeBron's better than Jordan. And he was like, Oh hell no. Bring out the cameras. We're making a movie. I'm a, I'm a dip, you know? And, uh, but there was almost no, there was no question that he was the greatest then, you know? And like with LeBron, there's a lot of questions that I think are valid that people have. Um, and maybe that's just because, there was nothing like Michael Jordan before, but um, I mean, they were great players. But yeah, he just had this like, I've always said that like Jordan, like everybody else, like LeBron's a champion, but Jordan wanted to beat you and kill you. Yeah. Like actually he wanted you to die. 
you know? <laughs> like, like, if you could have killed people on the floor, you would have done it, you know? Like, and there's just something about that. I'm not saying that that's, like, to be commended in, at some point, but you can kind of appreciate it, you know? Well, I, I the reason I bring it back up is not necessarily because I want to recommend it to you because I know you're going to watch it, right? Yeah. But I'll say that, like... Yes, traditionally of the major sports, NBA is my favorite, but I haven't really kept up with the NBA in a long time. And I only had maybe four years there where I was really, really watching it. Right. And I, we watched and, the Celtics and we were super into them and yeah. Right. That's- but I will say that I'm not like, I don't keep up and I don't know all the storylines and I don't really, really care. Like I ultimately, I don't really care. <laughs> And, and so I, I feel comfortable making a recommendation of watching this 10 part documentary. Anyone. Yeah. Anybody even if you're not a fan. And it's more about, you know, it's, it's, it's about a team and it's about transcendence and it's about this, you know, transcendent talent where you could watch it. If it was like any topic, you would still appreciate it for the same purposes. And so, you know, I'm going to go out, on a limb, which is not that shaky of a limb and say, even if you don't enjoy basketball and don't really care about Michael Jordan, watching this documentary will be a very enjoyable and captivating experience, regardless of your, you know, um, feelings for basketball. Yeah. I, I think that's probably, I, I imagine I'll agree with that after I watch it. Do you, do you think this is the payoff of the, you and I are both big fans of the ESPN 30 by 30 series. Um, do you think this is the payoff of that? I think, well, so part of the the story of this is that during that 98 season, the bulls allowed a documentary team to come in and film. Okay. So they had, they just sat on footage until now. And I think, yeah, I think you have a really strong point here where all those 30 for thirties have allowed them to understand how to tell a better story than before. Yeah. But this footage, a lot of footage from the 98 season is just, it's so, it's so good. It's so that you're there at halftime, you're there on the bus, you're there on the airplane, you're there in the hotels, you're there, you know, you're everywhere with this team throughout that whole season. And that's a lot of what is so cool about it. It's just like that. It's just like hard knocks. It's just like drive to survive. It's all these, you know, or, or like cheer or last chance you like any documentary series that is being made now. Yeah. One of the conditions, it seems like, is to have that kind of unprecedented access. access. Yeah. But you don't usually get that with older teams like, you know, 90s era or before you didn't have that kind of access with the cameras. You know, And so to have to to be able to enjoy this footage, you know, I know that, you know, that forever, ever since the 92 Olympics, there has been discussion about the scrimmage on the dream team that was that that was allegedly the greatest basketball game of all time yeah. right yeah they made a documentary about that i think right right that footage there's a lot of that footage in this in that, uh yeah. in this documentary which was my first time seeing that footage that's cool yeah i, I gotta check it out i'm definitely gonna watch it um did speaking you, of 30 for 30 have you looked at the slate for the upcoming season season no i haven't i haven't followed there, it, I probably don't remember what was what was in it last season, to be honest. So I need to catch up. But what's 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 the hype on that? Uh, there's one on Bruce Lee. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, uh, he's classic. <laughs> so, Chiku, so. 
We're gonna find out find out whether or not Cliff beat him up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. That was a I, I just stole that. A buddy of mine, you know, I'm in a group thread with some childhood friends and you know, somebody sent the link that was like all the 30 for 30s and then mentioned Bruce Lee. And then, you know, my buddy Dustin dropped that bomb. He's like, oh, good. We'll finally get to find out whether I him up. Uh, a Tarantino reference. Um, did yeah. you see that? Speaking of the last dance, did you see that they're going to play the famous Bulls game six of the finals uh, in its entirety on ESPN this week on like Wednesday or something? No, I didn't know that. In HD with multiple angles of things that they've never shown before. I don't know. I guess they have all this. I guess they've created this out of the footage they got from the documentary or whatever. But they're gonna I'm going to have to rely on you to remind me of that because I want to sit down and watch that. Yeah, I got maybe we'll we'll, put, we'll both watch it and um, and then we can talk about it next week. But it's um, I think it's Wednesday. But I'll look it up. But yeah, I think it'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It, it, it seemed to be. Remember when they did that with the Kobe Bryant game? Spike. I Lee do. That. that was a Spike Lee movie. Yeah, it was really interesting, and I think it was an entire game, right? Yeah, it was a whole game. And no it, commentators. It was just mic. People were mic'd up. They had mics everywhere, and they just played the game. Yeah, and I'm not sure if they're they're doing it quite that style or if they're going to have commentary or what, but uh, it sounds kind of exciting, and it's all part of this whole Last Dance promotion thing. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So anything, anything else you've been consuming? I'm gonna. Yeah, I've been consuming a lot of TikTok. Oh God. Oh no. You as, say that. As we record this that. on Skype. Yeah. No. Have you? You haven't. Have you spent any time on TikTok? No. No. I, I'm only. I've only spent time with the stuff that's foisted upon me. You know. I'm sorry that you don't enjoy laughter and joy in your life. <laughs> I just don't enjoy people just lip singing to the same five songs over and over again and coordinating dances. And that's and that's why you don't. That's why. See, contempt prior to investigation. That's not all. <laughs> not all TikTok is. What is it? What is it? It's, what are you watching on TikTok? It's either 15 seconds or 60 seconds. And everything that was cool about Vine is on there. So there's a ton of hilarious stuff. Like there's, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be laughing the whole time. There's stuff that's funny. There's pranks. There's like cool trick shot type stuff. It's, it's all sorts of stuff on. There's all sorts of stuff. And I'm not, look, I ain't got to sell you on it. All right. If you want to laugh, if you want to enjoy some time in your life, maybe you give it a shot, a shot. Are you starting one? Are you going to start recording some, you going to do some skits? Maybe. <laughs> Man, I got some TikToks out there. You can find me. Gonna sing to some, you know, you gotta do some lip sync to some future songs or something. Do some coordinated dances. <laughs> Shit. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. I'll check it out if that's the case. If you're gonna do that, then I'll check it out. No, I'm not gonna do that. But I, I tell you, I, I made a few TikToks that I, I played around with it when I started, but really the fun thing to do is just scroll through it and just see what catches your, what catches your eye, what catches your whimsy. Yeah. I'll, it's fun. It's fun. Well, I don't like it then. It's fun. Well, all right. Don't have no fun. I don't, I don't, I try not to have fun ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me. That's all I got. That's all you got. All right. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's some good. That's some good stuff. Other than the TikTok part. Um, oh, uh, well, maybe you should try it first. Maybe, first. maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I was just thinking the other day, it made me think about how we're recording this over Skype, and I'm like, oh my God, we're like dinosaurs. Should we be recording this over Discord or Zoom or whatever the hell is the hot thing now? No, we stick with the OG platform. Stick with Skype. It's it's only let us down all the time. I haven't downloaded an update since two, 2007. <laughs> It's probably what's lagging so bad right now. Um, all right. So I've been consuming. We've been rewatching some movies that I haven't watched in a long time. Uh, we watched The Goonies a couple of weeks ago, which surprisingly held up. Um, or not surprisingly, but pleasantly held up. Because um, a lot of stuff you watch from your childhood, like we talked about earlier, you, it just doesn't hold up. And you're like, oh, I like this because I had no nothing to compare it to, you know. But the Goonies were good. Um, I also watched Gross Point Blank. You ever watched that movie? I mean, I think when it came out, that John Cusack hit, man. Yeah, it's a really good movie. It's got a good soundtrack. John Cusack is a, is a hitman that goes back to his uh, high school reunion, which is a great conceit for a movie. And wasn't that wasn't that in Providence? It is set. No, it's set in Gross Point, Michigan in detroit so what what is the movie that i'm thinking of oh it's called outside providence never mind keep going um so gross point blank it's it's a good little movie it's got you know john cusack comes home he's a hitman and he comes back to his high school reunion and he's he's honest with everybody when they ask him what he does he tells them there that he's a hitman and no one believes him and um uh-huh. hijinks ensue but uh it's got a really good soundtrack of stuff from the 80s that's kind of like alt rock type stuff from the 80s not not your normal 80s fair and um yes yeah, john he's like good and also watch punch drunk love by the great pt anderson with uh of course you boy adam sandler in a in a role that was very different from his other roles at the time and uh that movie was really good super weird i hadn't watched it in like 10 years um yeah and we you know I, I think we're going to watch Best in Show this week because uh, Fred Willard died. So I wanted to revisit. Yeah. That, that movie's really funny. So I have a follow up question, though. Do you think that. Um, <clears throat> do you think John, John Cusack is believable as a hitman? And maybe like because he's not, that's why nobody believed him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think they play it pretty. I think he, he's believable in the movie. I mean, if you if you if you're able to separate yourself from like us, oh, John Cusack, but that's the way you are with any actor playing a role, right? Well, who would you believe more, John Cusack as a hitman or Joan, Joan Cusack as a hitman? Well, Joan Cusack's also in this movie. Um, she's not really a hitman. <laughs> Amazing, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'd believe Joan more because it would be more ridiculous. She's I think Joan Cusack's role in Toys would be a great hitman role. Yeah, I actually, I actually ride hard for Toys. I like that movie. A lot of people shit on. It. I'm a military man. I like a military meal. I want a barricade between my mashed potatoes and my green beans. <laughs> LL Cool J. Yeah, such a great role. He's always popping out of the corner. He's got a camouflage on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that <movie's>, uh, uh, <laughs> underrated. Underrated. Um. <laughs> was a huge flop it was supposed to come it came out at the same time as aladdin and they promoted aladdin instead of that so oh really yeah. i mean you know, you know i remember watching that movie as a kid thinking i didn't know what surrealism was but i was yeah. like i think this is this is surrealism yeah <laughs> what the fuck is this um oh and the, the other movie we watched last night that i hadn't ever i've not seen before was super eight you ever watched that yeah i watched that it was okay 
was pretty good. I, I, it's, I, I remember thinking the first act was really, really good. And then the rest of the movie was whatever. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think that the problem is that I didn't I didn't have a real strong connection to any of the kids in the movie, which is like it's all about. It's very much like Stranger Things before Stranger Things. Like, I think Stranger Things was probably it had to have been influenced by it, you know, Um but that that was J.J. Abrams doing Spielberg, right? Joel Spielberg produced it, and J.J. Abrams wrote and directed it. Um, yeah, but it was it, it felt like a Spielberg movie to me. Yeah, it, like, yeah. That, then Spielberg put his you know stamp on it or whatever. But in true J.J. Abrams fashion, it was like an interesting story that had no no ending. You know, so yeah. Um, then that way it was a letdown, but it was fine. It was all right. Well, you need to quit rewatching these movies and get on the last last dance. Well, I will, but that's that's tough because I don't know if my girlfriend's going to want to watch that or not. But maybe she will. I don't know. Well, she'll know by the end of the first episode, yeah. and that's just a one hour commitment. She likes college basketball, but she she doesn't give a shit about the NBA. Uh, uh, is she one of those? Oh yeah, that's they're, they're all the, they're all those here in North Carolina. I'm, I want to watch defense. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to see people try really hard and never score points. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, it's hard. I want to. I'm from South Carolina, obviously, and I moved here to North Carolina. And I was like, "What? Y'all give a shit about basketball here? Like college basketball? <laughs> oh, y'all really give a shit about college basketball here? Oh, because in South Carolina, you you only care about college football, you know." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, whatever, you know, well, whatever floats your boat. But like, I don't want to see people shooting with like a 42% field, field goal average. Like, that's not defense. That's just bad buckets. Look, I just want to fill out my bracket and then see if I won or not. That's all I care about. <laughs> that's all I care about. That's it. That's all. Let me. Let me pick these teams by their mascots. That was was always my strategy was picking them by the mascots. I often did really well. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, you think we're going to make it week three? I don't know. I I hope so. I think we will. Uh, I think we'll run it back one more time. Yeah, we'll do one more and then then hang it up. Well, we'll retire for a year and then we'll come back and win the belt three more times. Trilogy. Well, people forget. I was looking back at some of the the episode dates. We went some like six months between episodes sometimes. So, you know, (laughs) it is what it is. I went back to, uh, I I just, we were testing out the feed, you know, on various platforms. And so I, I clicked on, uh, I think it was like episode 121. It's why you are question mark. And it was the story that you told about somebody sent you an advertisement and asked you for your opinion on it. And, uh, it was like a group, it was, it was like a group email or something like that. Or maybe it was a Facebook post and you were like, Oh, that's just my two cents. And some guy responded to you saying, you're right. That's just your two cents. Why you are, why don't you keep your money? <laughs> I don't remember that at all, but that's fantastic. Why you are? You're, why you are? You're, keep your money. Okay, sure, buddy. Why you are? <laughs> I saw that. I think that's the thing. Like going back and listening to some of those old episodes, some of the stories that you had to say, like you, you know, it was, the whole impetus for the recording of the podcast in the first place was about to tell. 
I can't remember what the story was that I had in my mind at the time, but it was some story that I had to tell you. And I was like, this is a, this is going to be a funny story. So we should record this and yeah. we should make it a podcast. And so that that's, that's always when it's uh, is like, yeah, we could use these questions as like a jump off point to get into some sort of story, but man, just keep your, keep your money, <laughs> keep your money while you are, <laughs> keep your money. Uh, I gotta go back and listen to that one now. So he sells 121, perhaps. I think it's the title is "Why You Are." Yeah, the title is "Why You Are." Go check it out. Yeah, I will. Cool. Maybe that's one of our segments. Is like, what's a what's a timestamp on an episode from back in the day that has some merit of re-listening to? <laughs> that one we'll wind up listening to all of it. Then that's horrific, but I'm in. I'm in for it. But it, we probably, right. I only like their old stuff. Segment. We've we've gone full meta. Full meta. Inception. This is a podcast that reviews old podcasts that we've done. That we do. Welcome to I Only Like Your Old Stuff. <laughs> oh man, they even fracturing the audience even more. <laughs> you and I. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I guess we can wrap it up for the week then. Let's do it. I think we did all right. It's gonna take a little while for us to get back in our you know full on groove if you will to bark uh, yeah i think we should definitely editorialize how we think we did right at the end of the episode before we stop recording okay how did you think you did well i, I mean naturally i thought i did a little bit better than you <laughs> see that's how it's going to be every week whoever says it first is going to say that so <laughs> it, well i mean there's a reason why you say it's going to take us a while to find our groove i'm always in the groove that's why i'm groove that's why you're groove yeah you're right that's that's sure we'll go with that <laughs> that's it and that's all that's it and that's all um i think i was fantastic i have a good radio voice so um you know it's hard for me not. yeah people are usually disappointed when they actually see you <laughs> what's that supposed to mean <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a radio face <laughs> they look at me and they say oh are you j-ho because <laughs> Because they like the sound of your voice, but they like the look at my face. Oh, I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I didn't know that's how it was, but you want to tell yourself that. Sure. Oh, now he's mad. <laughs> Word. All right, well, you ready to put this thing down? Yeah, let's put, let's put this down like the sacred deer. All right, yeah. Perfect ending. Uh, we out. See you next time.